Welcome, everybody, to the GBO Podcast, where we're talking Gamecock basketball only. Brought to you by Modern Exterminating. We know what bugs you. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. Bryce, how are we doing today? Doing pretty good, pretty good. Um, long weekend, had some sickness in the family, but we survived. Yeah, you had uh, you had both baby and wife getting the same stomach bug, yeah? And then they got mad at me that I didn't get sick. It's a long story. I, I am sure that your wife said the phrase, everything comes up, Bryce, at some point this weekend. <laughs> yeah. um, we're here to talk basketball, Sumter. But first, how was your weekend? It was good. It was a lot of robots. You are the robot man. We, we, we are we, we are in the thick of robot season, and uh, I was in the shop a couple of times. Just it was it was a lot of robots. I was I was happy for away games this uh, this this weekend. That was nice. That was for, from a schedule standpoint. That was helpful. All right, going into this week for the men, if I would have told you that we went one and one. Who would you have thought the wins and losses would have been against? I would have thought it was the opposite of what happened. I would have thought we'd beat UGA and then lost on the road to Arkansas. The game against Georgia, we lose, what was the final, Sumter? 74-69? Close. We were in it to the end. 74-69. Yeah, that's it. And we were up, what, 9-48-39 in that second half? And then we collapse. And then – the modern exterminating we know what bugs you this week is the free throw shooting on Tuesday night because it was abysmal. You're, you're going to go ahead and get into it? Yeah. Gotcha. So, 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 so the, the Gamecocks lose Tuesday night to UGA, and it wasn't good. It wasn't good, and they lost – they shot terribly from the free throw line. That was the stat that everybody's yelling about. 17 17- from 32. We attempted 32 free throws and only made 17 of them. Um, there was a period in time where on like back-to-back-to-back possessions, Josh Gray got fouled and went 0 for 5. He missed five free throws, yeah. It was it was five in a row, and like it, it wasn't good. Bryce, it, it was downhill good. from there after that. Yeah. But you know what? We recap it with the win later in the week, but let's break down this Georgia game. So – Georgia game, we kind of come out, Georgia coming off that game against Tennessee where they should have beat Tennessee, watched that whole game, and they were going to be a tough competitor. I think we were in the going into the game, we were favored in the morning of the game, three points, and then it jumped to seven and a half. How many millions of dollars has to have swing our way to jump up a, a score, a line, four and a half points? But they lost it all. A lot of people lost some money in Vegas, thanks to the Gamecocks. Um, so, but go ahead. It, not to mention, Bryce, it was not you, your modern exterminating. We know what bugs you is the free throws. My modern exterminating, we know what bugs what's bugging you this week are these are these nine o'clock SEC start times. Right. I'm done with them. I'm done with them. I'm, I'm over it. It was Tuesday night was miserable. It was it was a miserable basketball fan experience. When you win the nine o'clock games, it's fine. But when you lose them, it's terrible. When's the last time we won a nine o'clock game? We beat Kentucky, nine o'clocker. Oh yeah, that's right. And we also beat. So so actually, I think since that game, I also think we beat Mississippi State when they were ranked fourteen. And I'll tell you how I remember this. It's the last men's basketball game that my wife has attended. 
we we go to the games. It tips at nine o'clock. It's on like a Tuesday night. It goes. So we are winning the entire game or in the entire second half. We go to the foul line. We get fouled up too. We make one and miss one. They come down the floor and hit a miracle three-pointer to send it to overtime at the last minute. It's already like 11-10, and the game goes to overtime. And and they're ranked number 14, so we have to stay. This is Mike Kotsar was on the team. So this is this is our this I think he was a senior. So if he was a freshman in the final four season, this is 18-19. This is like 2019, something like that. And um so we 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 win the game in overtime. The game ends at like 11.45. Bryce, we get to where our car is parked. I had parked on uh, r- r- in one of those spots kind near of near, CVS. Sandy, near yeah. CVS where Sandy's used to be. Is that Domino's? It's a Domino's now. Yeah. College Street or something, I think. Just, just a spot right out there, r- right on the road. Do this all the time. Someone has broken it, has smashed the windows of seven cars on this street. And uh, like, like we're calling cops, like insurance. I, I've got to, I've got to drive a car with a busted window home. I've got to figure out how to make sure it doesn't get rained on later this night. I don't go to bed until like two or three in the morning. It was miserable. I think that is the last game we win. Unless it's that, is it the Kentucky buzzer beater against Cousinart with Cousinart? It was. Okay. Well, that was fun. That was a fun. We've experience. had a, we've had a few fun nine o'clock Kentuckys, but I hate the nine o'clock game. I hate the SEC for instilling the nine o'clock game. I'm going to rant about this a little bit tonight on this pod. Just buckle up. Well, in terms of we could have won the game if we just make six more free throws. I just it was a bad free throw night. Um, yeah. I've kind of already blocked it out the night. Of the game, you know, we went to what we went to uh, Hickory Tavern before we met the Seawells. We had a good time. Things were we were buzzing. Things were great. It was going to be a great game. The game started well, like first half. First half, I was pleased. We were up what up one. We we so we were hanging with them, and then just at the last in the last like two minutes of the first half, we went on a little run and took the lead. And kind of like stole a couple buckets from Link. Jacoby Wright like made two shots down the stretch at the end of the second half. It was fantastic. We were up one, feeling good. And that is the pattern again. A lot of up one, down one. Yep. SEC games so far this season. And then in the second half, anything that could go wrong went wrong after the about what the eight to ten minute mark. It was just sad to watch. We started great. We started yep. great. We blew the game open to like 10, 11, eight points. or nine, and then we just yeah. couldn't get to that that. We had missed a couple th- open three. I mean, wide open threes in that second half. Could have took it to 14-15. Georgia would have laid down. We let them hang around. They handle business. And so we suffer our first home loss of the season. And, the, and it was a quad three game, but it's moved up to quad two since Georgia won. And they went yeah. a little bit higher. So it doesn't look as bad. Because it's a quad two loss. It was bad. It was bad. We played bad. We did not play well. We shot terribly from the free throw line. We could never get into an offensive rhythm. We we played very, very badly, and we deserved to lose. Uh, the fact that we were even in the game down the stretch, I think, is kind of a miracle. 
Well, that because it was Michi Johnson and BJ Mack, 19 and 16, respectively. But outside of that, really nothing. And Miles Studi was hurt his with a strange shoulder out to two or three weeks, and it was an Question. egregious foul. Did he, was it the foul that he got hurt on? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it got a flagrant one, but missing Studi for two or three weeks is going to hurt. It's going to hurt, and it was a cheap shot. Um, so he, here's what I I want to talk about something here for a second. The officiating in this basketball game was horrendous. It, it is maybe the worst officiated basketball game I have ever I've, – I've been to – I'm not going to say it's the worst officiated basketball game I've ever attended. It's the worst officiated basketball game I can remember, at least off the top of my head. And I'm not even complaining about the refs. There were multiple moments in this game where they made the wrong call and then overturned it because the crowd yelled loudly. <laughs> That's right, right? They called it, it out of bounds. If, if I was a Georgia fan in this game, I would have been losing my mind. They called it out of bounds off of Georgia uh, or off of us multiple times in the second half. And then they like, and then we like yelled at them. And I think it was right both, I think they corrected it both times, but they reversed the call. The reviews were out of control, they reviewed everything. They're, like a ball would go out of bounds right in front of the official. He would call it the wrong way. They would go review it. Like it was, it was absolutely horrendous. They called every single foul, but inconsistently. Like and makeup calls after it to make yeah, up for it. So, so there's, so, so there's a moment. If I was, if I was a UGA fan, I would have been furious about this too. So there's, there's a moment in the first half where uh, Sh- Sharif Abdurrahim's son. Uh, it was it was George's best player. He killed us. Um, there's a moment in the first half where the ball goes out of bounds under their basket off of them. Okay, All right. They call it off of us, and we just boo. We boo them just unbelievably. It's clear that this ref didn't see it correctly. They inbound the ball. And, uh, Abdul Rahim does not commit an offensive foul, and the ref immediately calls an offensive foul against him. It would have mattered. You know, you know what I mean? Like, can you imagine if he had fouled out later in the game? How like that's something that could have mattered. It was it was terrible. All of these calls that, that I'm like upset about were all for UGA. The fouls in the second half, every time down the court, there's a run of like. 10 possessions where it felt like they called a foul on us every single time we came down the court. They then didn't call a foul on them a couple of times. There's a couple of times where we got hacked. Bryce, we left this game at 11.35. It was awful. Clemson Clemson tipped at 9 o'clock. Georgia Tech took them to double overtime and won. Pretty epically. It was Sidebar, Clemson blew it, and, and it was the only wonderful thing about Tuesday night. But uh, but Clemson tipped at 9 o'clock and went to double overtime against Georgia Tech, and it ended at the same time. Wow. The, the, the officiating in this game was horrendous, and if the SEC is going to have 9 o'clock basketball games, they have to put a better product on the floor. They have to not draw it out for, for three hours. Um, 
There's a moment you looked at me at the end of the second half. I'm going to end this rant here in a second. But there's a moment you looked at me with like 40 seconds left and goes, and you said, is there a way that we end this game? And I looked at you and I go, or is there a way that we win this game? And I look at you and I go, you're not going to like it. We have to go to overtime. We were down three at the time, and it involved us getting a stop, coming down the court, and hitting a three. The the SEC has to fix this. Well, I, I, I found this out. SEC doesn't have refs for basketball. It's regional refs wherever they live. So it's wherever they live within a couple hours of the teams or refs. The, the region that assigns them to us has to fix this. Yeah. The SEC needs to fix the officiating because I have no desire to go to a nine o'clock basketball game anymore. It was miserable. I got home at midnight. Like, like it, it wasn't fun. It wasn't worth paying for the ticket. Even if we had won, it was a it was a terrible. We put on we Tuesday night. We put on the court a an absolutely terrible product, like the SEC did. It was it was, and the officials took us there. It was absolutely terrible. End of rant. We can talk about how we, we can talk about other aspects of this game, or we can move on to the pick me up of Arkansas this well, weekend. Our boy David Kloniger did write an article for his newsletter the next day that talked about how bad Pat Adams, who was the ref of question, and he when he saw all that he was going to be refing, he knew it was going to be a long night for the Gamecocks. Anyway. I'm going to need David Kloniger to to just tweet us, "Hey guys, just stay home, just hey. just stay at Hickory Tavern and go home early. You're not going to have fun." The Gamecocks lose to Georgia 74-69, and we're bummed. But going into the game Saturday, we're like this. We got to win in Arkansas, which is something that we don't do a lot. They had a three-game nope. winning streak against us. And a game last year, if you remember, we lost by one. It was a wild game in Columbia the year before. But Arkansas had all these transfers in the offseason. Earlier in the season, they beat Duke in Fayetteville. But the wheels have fallen off, and we beat the crap out of them, and I was loving every minute of it. We beat Arkansas 77-64, but it got up to, what, 18-20? Could have been more. Could have been more. We Could. Lamont put the Lamont took the pedal off the gas. But how about Zach Davis getting the start over Studi since Studi was out in a couple weeks? And Zach Davis played really well, and we need him to play well, right? We don't expect to have him a lot. He didn't have to score a lot of points, but with with Studi out, Davis gets twelve. I want to I want to say that's a career high. I'm gonna have to look that up. I think that's a career high for him. He had a good game. BJ Mack. Do you remember that stretch in the first half? He hits three threes in a row. Fantastic. And the wanna... game, that's when the game opened up in that first half. You know what I did not see on Twitter Saturday. You know What's what I did that? not see. I did not see people saying that BJ Mack's too slow for the SEC. There are didn't some people. It. There are some people that say he's too slow. Didn't see it. Didn't see it. I cannot stand. So, so like, I, I cannot stand how quickly we are to trash this team and how quickly we shut up. Like, like this team, they're they're going to live by the three point shot and they're going to die by the three point shot. And after Georgia. One of the things that happened at Georgia is they did not shoot the ball very well, right? Correct. And after Georgia, everybody's just like, yeah, I mean, this is what happens when you just 
rely on all these threes. No one's complaining about relying on the three-point shot when you make them. You like, and so this the the, the UGA game is gonna happen, and they almost still won it. That's the other thing that's incredible about that UGA game. They were in it till the last minute. But but yes, BJ Mack played beautifully Saturday. Fantastic game. Um just a great game. It was a great game from everybody. No, no notes. It was a perfect game. Taylon Cooper just yes. beautiful. Three or three from three. You name a person that played well, and I'm gonna agree with you because everyone played well. If I would have told you Zach Davis would have scored more than Michi Johnson, would you have think we won the game? Um, is this before I know that he is starting? Correct. Before I knew that he was starting, I would I would have just been like, what what has happened? But but once I knew that he was starting, I would have been like, that's believable. But hey, Michi only with eight, but everyone else stepped up and even Josh Gray catching the ball and not hitting it off his head gets a couple buckets underneath. I mean, it was just a night and day difference, would you say, from Tuesday to Saturday? Yes. And and what was so strange about this is that they looked awesome on the road and they looked terrible at home. I wouldn't have said that going into the week. Just no. the complete opposite. But you know what? It was a quad two win at Arkansas. Yeah. Quad two loss and quad two win. That's a an even split for the week. Um, so th- there's not even a bunch to break down here, like in the Arkansas game. I want to say this: 12 of 17, 70% from free throw, a big upgrade from Tuesday. And then the threes, we shot 50%, nine of 18. Bryce, it's it it's not good. It's not good when 70% from three. I mean, from when 70% from the free throw line. We'll take it. Big is a big upgrade. We'll take it. But it was. Uh no, the three-point shooting was just on point. Um, you you mentioned him a second ago, Taylon Cooper, 11 points, five assists, four rebounds. Just just an excellent all-around quality game. The other thing we need to talk about. Before you get that, I want to mention this real quick. I watched the post game with Eric Musselman, the coach for Arkansas, and he called out 55 Cooper saying he was the best point guard defender he's ever seen. That could be true. So let's actually talk about this for a second. Um, the One of the reasons this team is so good and is 15-3 and three is Taylon Cooper. Um, number one, he's just a bona fide point guard. And he and he opens up Michi. He also takes all this pressure off of Jacoby Wright and allows Jacoby to be a backup point guard and come in and and do whatever he wants to, including being a shooting guard off the ball. Sometime, you know, Jacoby had a decent game today, made a three. Um, he he he's starting to to hit shots again. Um, but um, but yeah, but but Cooper just. Every time, even in that Georgia game, when he he kind of held us in it in the Mizzou game, he 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 won it for us. You know, he hit that shot to send it to overtime in the Mizzou game. He is just consistent. He he gives you the same thing every night. He had he had no tur- one turnover, one turnover in this game. Played thirty, played thirty six minutes, one turnover. 
Uh, we, it's nice having a consistent point guard. And uh, and and he defends well. And the other thing he does is he can even play down low a little bit. Oh, he's got a little post presence. We've been talking he's, about that all year. He's, he's got if if you're just joining us in the middle of the season, I'm convinced that Taylon Cooper, when he was in high school, was like a ball handler, but was also the tallest guy on his team. And his coach made him play inside a little bit. He's got a good post game. Speaking of good post game, how about Colin Murray Boyles? That's what you. That's what I was going to say, and you cut me off. That's what I was going to get into. I'm, that we. I'll let about. you have it. Go for it. Colin Murray Boyles uh, got to start this week uh, for the first time. Is starting over Stephen Clark, true freshman, had mono in the fall, eleven points, four rebounds, just great game. I think this guy is going to be everything that everybody's saying he was going to be. If he doesn't get sick early in the year, I bet you he could maybe get an all SC all SEC award this year. I know he's going like to make freshman, freshman of the year or something. He, yeah. he, he's going to be on the freshman team, all he's, freshman team. He, he, it, he's also the key, I think to this team down the stretch and moving forward where he's just going to keep getting better and better because of having mono and all and there's gonna be a game where he just where he just shines, has like 20 points, 10 rebounds, and um and and we beat somebody that we're not supposed to beat. And between him and Zach Davis, just some monster dunks. Just some yeah. soul crushing oh, dunks. Davis, Davis, Davis took someone's soul. I can't wait. I hope Davis keeps on. He needs to keep driving to the basket. He's so big at six eight. Just if he turns into Thornwell in terms of driving to the basket, knowing he can go score, I want that Thornwell in him. It's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. Um, yeah, but so other thing we need to talk about this week: starting lineup got a shakeup, and I think this is actually wonderful. And I want to give this guy some credit. He has not been the favorite of of uh, Gamecock Twitter's. We haven't crushed him a ton, but in some group chats we have. Um, Stephen Clark, fifth-year transfer from the Citadel, apparently went to Lamont Paris and told him that Colin Murray Boyles needs to start. That's incredible. Like, he doesn't have another year of college basketball left. And he just – he knew it. And, he's all, and, and it's not like he's been on this team forever. You know, he's he's only with us for one year. And and he started that year starting and he is handing the job over to a freshman. I, I wanna I wanna just tip my hat for a second to Stephen Clark for having the, the the ability to do this. This is not something that every player is capable of doing. And um and and the other thing, Bryce, I think it's gonna be good for Stephen Clark. Him coming off the bench, and you have to give Boyle some time to rest. He's capable of scoring, but I think he's capable of catching the ball. I don't think he's a walking turnover. Four rebounds. He got four rebounds in our, at, at at Arkansas. Two of them were offensive rebounds. He is he in the Alabama game. It was clear that he didn't want to mess up. He was he got- playing. He was playing to not make a mistake. And that is not what you want from from a starter. 
when we bring him off the bench, the Harris can he can he 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 can time it to where when we bring him off the bench, it's in a better situation where it's a lower amount of pressure. He he might be not guarding the biggest man in the SEC, just you know, the backup to the biggest man in the SEC. Um the other thing, what's gonna happen? Stephen Clark's gonna come off the bench for us. It's gonna happen one time this season. Stephen Clark's gonna come off of the bench and he's gonna have a great game. And it's gonna be and and it's gonna be fantastic. Well, and between that and then Lamont Paris, I'm loving his subbing he's doing. He's resting the starters a minute or two before a TV timeout. And as you looked, have you noticed the last two games, Mac hasn't been tired. Yes. He's taking it out and subbed it. And when Mac's tired, you see him short on his shots and hitting the front of the rim. Shout out to Lamont Paris. Great subbing in the last Mac, couple of Mac, Mac, Mac played too much against Mississippi State and was tired at the end of the game against Mississippi State and was missing everything. His threes, his free throws. Uh, Paris is managing Max minutes very well. It's it's no complaints. Like like this is uh, the, the UGA game. We needed to win. We're going to talk about this in a second. But Arkansas, we went in on the road and just Dominated. were like, hey. and 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 we we walked into their arena and we said, hey, we're better. And we're going to show, and we're going to take the next forty minutes, and we're going to show you that we're better. And we did. Well, we got a big game coming up on Tuesday against Kentucky, and this game is very yeah. important. What you got? This is important. So let's break this down a little bit. All right. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the conventional wisdom right now is still ten and eight in SEC play gets us in the show. I think that locks us in. Nine and nine is. Nine and nine, we're flipping coins, and there's just as right. much a shot of, of heartbreak as there is getting in. All right. And we're currently, what, three and two? Three and two in the conference. Three and two in the conference. So there are – there's a clear in, – in all the metrics – now, the polls might not reflect this, but in all the metrics – I'm going to go off of Kim Pom, but the net reflects this as well. There is a clear tier one and tier two. There's seven teams – that are in the top 40, and there's seven teams that are 64 and below in Kempom. The seven teams in the top 40 are Tennessee, Auburn, Alabama, Kentucky, Mississippi State, AM, and Florida. Uh, we are 64 in Kempom. UGA is right behind us at 67. And then Ole Miss, LSU, Arkansas, Mizzou, and Vandy are 78 to 186, somewhere in there. And so there's two clear tiers. I've gone, I've talked about this a little bit on the pod. We play nine games against tier one. We play nine games against tier two. If we win all the games against tier two and one of the games against tier one, that's 10 wins. My math work so far? So far. All right. So we lost to UGA at home. That's a tier two game, which means we've got to get an extra one against tier one. We won at home against Mississippi State. And so we're still on, on pace to go nine and nine. But to go 10 and eight, we've got to win one more. We've got to at least win another tier one game against an SEC team. We have five of them on the road, three of them at home. The three home games are Kentucky, Florida, and Tennessee. Bryce, 
this game Tuesday, it's big. Do we have any quad three, quad fours? I thought we mentioned earlier in the year that we had some quad threes and quad fours. The Vandy game at home might be a quad three or a quad four. They're they're one eight. I don't know what they are in the net. They're one eighty six in Kempom. Okay, and I think LSU's been winning some games, so they moved up. I think. Uh, so LSU, L, so Mizzou has actually fallen to one thirteen. They're last. They're second to last in Kempom. Arkansas is one hundred one. LSU is eighty five. The Arkansas game could be quad. Well, it was on the road, so it might stay quad two. Yeah, but but I mean, if they keep losing, if they keep losing, it could be quad three before we're all said and done. Well, I read something th- this this morning that we are five and two as of this morning in quad one games because That's Grand crazy. Canyon, Virginia Tech, Grand Canyon did lose their first league game, but and but Virginia Tech won, so they keep falling in between because those were neutral sites. They got to stay in the top fifty, but. Um, it's a big game. I mean, and I'll say this. We either get blown out by Kentucky at home or we beat them. It's one or the other. Yeah. We've seen a lot of wins and we've seen a lot of blowouts. I don't think we're getting blown out, Bryce. Can we just make 15 plus three-pointers and win the game? How's that sound? Oh my God, yes. So – there's something we need. So, so talking about this Kentucky game, so it is of the tier one games. We need to be able to win one. We potentially need to be able to win more than one because we might drop another tier two game. But uh, of the tier one games, we've got Mississippi State and AM on the road. We might be able to pull those off. I don't, we lost to Bama on the road. I don't think we're beating Tennessee or Auburn. On the road. No. So these three home games, this Kentucky game, this is big. And um, and Kentucky Saturday rolled out a player. I can't even pronounce his name. He's this a Vini, Azakov. Give it a shot. No, I'm not, I'm not going to pronounce it, but he's seven foot three European player that Comes he's in from and Croatia, hits three threes in like a minute. He's he's like Kristaps Porzingis if Kristaps Porzingis had gone to college. John Calipari convinced one of these Euro guys, one of these NBA Euro guys like like Nikola Jokic or Kristaps Porzingis or, or Dirk or Luca. He convinced one of them to come to college. This guy, it's going to be a show Tuesday night. Seven foot three. Only Josh Gray has the body to go against a 7-3 guy. God, Josh Gray's going to foul out. <laughs> I know. BJ Mack at 6-8, it's going to look scrawny. But you know what? This guy just got cleared. He hasn't played a road game. And hasn't I would say, a road game. is it fair to say that Columbia, South Carolina is a hostile environment for the opposing team? It's going yeah. to be. It's a blackout. I know the students, you know, the students get packed for the Kentucky game for sure. I'm glad this isn't on a weekend. I'm I to where all the Kentucky fans could come into town for a weekend. They'll, they'll be about been, three three or four thousand Kentucky fans. There's there's been some there's one Kentucky game where I, I want to say I think it was Colin uh, um I think it was Carl Towns, Anthony Trey Lyles, Willie Colley Stein, that team. Where, where they were like number one in the country and all these Kentucky fans wanted to come and see them. And 
we were outnumbered two to one. And and we started a Gamecock chant like in the second half. And they started doing the K U, you know, or, whatever. Or go big blue. Go big, big, big blue. But whatever yeah. it is. Like, like they started doing that. And and it was like we and it felt like we were at Rupp. Like, like it was just like this is a Kentucky home game. I right don't now. think you I don't think it will be like that. I think it's gonna be rowdy. The students, there won't be an empty seat. I think, I mean, out of the Carolina fans. Did someone you, report that it's sold out. I haven't seen that yet. I, I okay. I, that's not correct. I don't think it will sell out, but let's just say this: it's going to be packed. Yeah, and and there are going to be some Kentucky fans because there always are, and, and they're going to be in our section because we're right behind the visitor bitch, and and we are going to yell at them. I'm probably going to get in an argument with some Kentucky fan. It usually happens. Let's, let's you successfully. There is a Kentucky game. I forget which one it is. There is a Kentucky game where you almost got a where you yourself almost got a fan kicked out. He he came in, sat down. You yelled something at him. He turned around and gave you a double bird. And every person behind us tried to get him kicked out of the game. Do you remember and this? And all I did was tell him he was a loser. That's all I had to say. Yes, that's correct. Because you never cuss. Don't cuss. You get thrown. Just call him a loser. It gets people. Well, he stayed up. in the game, even though he even though he hit you with the double birds. But apparently, in in college basketball now, like the middle finger is just good. Like 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 that NC State guy. You know, he all he had to do was just apologize. Uh, all the Duke fans again. All the Duke fans against Pitt. You, you know, Saturday night. That was pretty bold of that pit player to jump on the uh, on the scores table and just say, "What's up?" I can you imagine the things that they said to him during the game for him to be motivated to do that? Was any of them you're blocking the library anything like that? No, we, okay. the University of Pittsburgh is not Vandy. <laughs> um, but so, but so anyway. Um, Kentucky's going to be a big game and we need it for the NCAA tournament. So like it's, we're currently on everybody's last four in and all it takes to not be on everybody's last four in is to drop a couple of games. That's it. But if you beat Kentucky, you could see us as an eight or nine seed just like that. That's right. But, but the problem is, is that losing like right now we're losing the UGA game has a staring at nine and nine in conference. Right. Right. Which means that we now have to do something like come out and beat and beat a Kentucky or beat a Florida at home or go on the road and beat AM, you know, is what we have to do. And we cannot mess up any of the tier two games. It'd be nice we, to go two and oh this week, Kentucky, Missouri. We got Missouri at home this week. Oh, we we cannot lose that game. We cannot lose to to Missouri at home. But if we go two and zero this week, we're back and rolling. But if we go one and one and we lose to Kentucky, we're still okay. But we're just going to have to have some more upsets down the down the stretch. Yeah. Anyway, it's a blackout seven o'clock against Kentucky. Um, one last thing on this game: Lamont Paris does not need to wear the word mark quarter zip. Is that the only all uh, three, quarter zip? All three has. games we've lost, he's lost. We have lost in the uh, in the black word mark quarter zip. He needs a generic black quarter zip 
Gangcock men's basketball. I know you're listening to the pod, so uh, advise accordingly. Oh, man, it's going to be hyped up. Let's just hope we show up and have a great game. Let's see what happens. Um, Do you have a black quarter zip, Bryce, or are you going to have to go shopping? I got a black quarter zip. Um, <laughs> ESPN has this as a 36.5% chance, which is pretty high. What's the like, line? Do you have the line? The line usually comes out Monday morning, Monday night. You'll see the okay. line come out. Um. We'll see what happens. 36.5%. That's high for ESPN for us against Kentucky, but I think people respect us a little bit. A little bit. We'll see what happens. All right. It's an b- even bigger game this Thursday night for the women, but before we talk about that upcoming game, the women, two wins this week, expected, beat the crap out of Kentucky on Monday night, and you were there to see the dunk hurt around the world. It was awesome. It, it might be the loudest out I've heard um, the Colonial Life Arena. So the women, the women beat Kentucky. Kill them. Um, they beat them 98 to 36. What is that? 60 something points? Yeah, 62, buddy. 62. <laughs> they beat Kentucky 98 to 36. And it's funny, this team has been struggling a little bit. They've looked sloppy at times. And, and and then they end up still winning by 20, 30, 40 points. That happened Tuesday, Monday. That happened Monday night against Kentucky. And it happened in the first half. Like, the game's kind of close, and we keep turning it over. It basically was either a perfect possession or an ugly possession. And, Nothing in between. And we're all in the stands just groaning because we keep turning it over. We turn the ball over. We come back down the court. Ashlyn Watkins steals the ball. And we're all just like, like everybody's all upset. And then she just goes up and dunks. And Bryce, it was like, a it's a dunk dunk. Like, it's not. It wasn't barely touching the rim right now. She just, she dunks. We, we could all feel it coming. Like, it, it, it happened really fast, but, like, before it happened, everybody in the arena is like, oh, my God, this is it. She goes up, dunks, the place, the, the roof explodes, and it, it was awesome. It's one of the coolest moments I've experienced in the Colonial Life Arena. Going into that game, Kentucky is kind of our un, unofficial rival. Between them and Missouri, I feel like that's the teams that we have these competitive fight, you know, not physical fights. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but, them and Missouri are the only SEC teams that have beaten us in the last two seasons. So going into that game, Kentucky's not having a good year, but just going into the game, you're, it's kind of a rivalry game, so you don't know what's going to happen. But we put this game away, what, four minutes into the game after Kentucky gave us a little bit. They gave us a little run in the beginning. It, it was, it was, it was still, it, it was still a game in the first quarter, but then we put it to them. Um, what I loved about this game was that. Mylasia full widely was not to be upstaged. And as soon immediately after the Ashland Watkins dunk, um, and this is awesome because these are two Columbia kids. Uh Ashland Watkins went to Cardinal Newman, Mylasia Full Wiley went to Keenan. Full Wiley comes in and just goes full heat check. Like she she just comes in and is just like, I'm taking every three and they're going in. And then uh and 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 it was great. And and once once she started hitting threes, the game was over. Oh, Wally had a great week. Killed it she today. Had a good week. But uh the women yeah. beat the crap out of Kentucky. 
And I, I, I want to I want to make a comment about a couple other things. Yeah, but from final score ninety eight thirty six. Go ahead. For from this Kentucky game, before we move on, they played an incredibly sloppy first half, but in the third quarter, they played a perfect quarter of basketball. They played an inside outside game that was as good as anything I have seen from a team ever for, from a team at any point in time. Raven Johnson would Raven Johnson would drive and kick. Raven Johnson would drive and lay it in. Raven like like Raven Johnson would drive, cut back, and do a mid range pull up. She she was great. Their inside outside game was great. Chloe Kitts was fantastic. Um, it, just just a fantastic third quarter where we put them to where we put it to them. They almost scored a hundred points in the in the second, third, and fourth quarter. The third quarter, the women scored thirty-three, which is impressive yeah. in a quarter yeah. to score. It was great. Um, I want to. I want to put one more point in here. I, I thought about throwing this out there on Twitter, but it might have been a little. It, it it might not have been reacted to too well enough. But I feel comfortable saying it on the pod. Don Staley, uh, the the Philadelphia Eagles lost a playoff game during while this game was going on, and. Dawn is wearing a, uh, a an Eagles jersey, and then at the end of the game, she doesn't let them. There's like a minute twenty left, and we have like two possessions, and she just tells them not to score. We we're at ninety eight points to not run run up the score and take it to a hundred or whatsoever. She wants to catch the end of the game. No, no, no. no. What what I thought was a very sports paradox was a coach showing sportsmanship in class while wearing an Eagles jersey. I thought I thought that was I thought that was uh you you know just just <laughs> I thought that was a little ironic. Well the women go into Texas AM today, beat the crap out of 9964, but going into this game, AM between them and Tennessee and Bandy, probably that top second tier behind South Carolina and LSU fighting for who's the third, fourth best team in the conference. But they had one of their best players today that was out with concussion, and you could tell that was a difference. But we started the game, was it 15 nothing, something like that? And this game was over in the first two minutes of the game. It was just blowout city. We came out hot, and, you know, they have Jody Taylor, the former Georgia coach at A&M, who's getting them better and better. But A&M wanted nothing to do with us today. Chloe Kitts, double-double. Cardoso double double, full Wiley, impressive game. Just no look passes, threes. Full Wiley, I would say, might be the you know the Carolina MVP of the week. She's been great. She's been great, Bryce. It's kind of amazing, especially with with uh, with Edwards coming out of Camden. That's committed to the Gamecocks. This is going to be three years in a row that there's been a stud women's basketball player in the Columbia area. Like, that's kind of amazing. We have a lot with, of top ten players that come with, out of with, Columbia. With Ashlyn Watkins, do we count Camden as the Columbia area? Well, that well, how about this? Midlands. How about Midlands? Midlands. Midlands in the Midlands area. So so with Ashlyn Watkins coming out from uh, for, from Cardinal Newman two years ago, Malaysia Fulali last year, and now Joyce Edwards this year, Joyce, right? I said that name right. Yeah, it's 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 kind of wild how good the talent pool 
in the Columbia, South Carolina area is for women's basketball. Tessa Johnson rolls her ankle today. Didn't like that. Um, she was just started getting going. She's kind of been injured this year, but I think we would be okay, but we'll miss she having her great. on the bench. She, she had a heat check in the second quarter against Kentucky where it was just like, I'm shooting and it's going in. How long is she going to be out for? Is there any reporting? They on don't that? know. It just looked like she had a boot and didn't dress out in the second half. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. But the women go to 17 and 0, still number one. And all these and here other, we go. And all these other teams this week have lost. We're the only undefeated team. And I want to make a note before we get into the what we're going to talk about is Iowa loses in overtime today at Ohio State. And then Caitlin Clark was in the news. She had a big game, but when the Ohio State fans rushed the court, a fan ran into her and she flopped hard. Clark flopped hard. And now this all that on Gamecock Twitter, it's all this charge block of all these tapes of the review of the um, the collision, and it's pretty funny. So I've, I've got a question. I haven't seen any of this. This is all new information to me. Here's my question, Bryce. The Sorry. person that ran into her, did she elbow them? No, she was didn't even look at Clark, but then, but I'll say this, Clark, it looks like Clark elbowed her to the upper, upper, upper part of the bar. That's what I'm saying. Uh, did did Clark at least give did Clark at least give this Ohio State student the same treatment she gives every guard that guards her in every basketball game? Can confirm. Twice. She Can gave confirm. a little elbow. There she gave an elbow. But yeah, watch that after the pod. It's Interesting to see. But anyway, the, would you call it the game of the year Thursday night, South Carolina at LSU, ESPN College Game Day in Baton Rouge? So does does ESPN College Game Day normally do Thursday night games? They do. They do, they do it they do with the big because game. Because of the matchup. Okay. Yeah, so it's not like the Saturday morning show. They're not going to have a full hour before, but they, they, they'll have the desk, I'm assuming, somewhere in the arena. But it's the big game, and LSU, yeah. you know, lost to Auburn the other week, but they're still number ten. Um, I mean, they lost twice. They 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 dropped a game to Auburn, and they dropped the first game of the season to Colorado. Other than that, I mean, they're the team to beat in the SEC. That they are by far the second best team in the SEC with us. Like like we're the top two teams, us and LSU. Is it the game of the year? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like I I. Kentucky, uh, Connecticut keeps getting in, injured. And so I don't know what level of Connecticut team we're going to get, but that could be the game of the year. But, um, I mean, at least in the regular season, this is the game of the year. Like, the the, the when we play Iowa in the Final Four, that's going to be the game of the season. Sure, but during the regular season, I think everyone circled this. LSU is really only playing six girls. So I think the story of this game is our deep bench against their starters in the the freshman six foot six girl Delosio, whatever her name, the number one number two player in the country last year. Um, she's coming off the bench, but they play six, and if you get to get them in tired and foul trouble, I mean, our deep bench is what's going to be the difference in this game. I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, agree. Um, I um. Very excited about this game. Um, they're the defending national champion. We're bitter about that. Especially after a, beating me in the regular season last year, we handle them. We, I, I have a hunch that that uh, we're going to want to go into Baton Rouge and beat them on Thursday night. 
Prove a point. Uh, it, it, is it prove a point game? It is prove. It, it's it's not prove a point. It's make a statement. It's a different type. Different type of game. It's a make a statement game. It's a hey, we're the unanimous number one team in the country, and we're about to go show you why. It is make a statement game. Well, it's going to be wild. I would say it's going to be something that it'll be interesting to see how we come out and start that game. Because, you know, against earlier in the year, we struggled against, what, Duke, North Carolina on the road. Um, but then this last game, we came out and come out bonkers. So it's of an important ability to get up early and start well in this game and see what happens. But two heavyweights battling it out. Should we I have a question for you, Bryce? What's that? I got a question for you. What you doing Thursday night? We got to watch the game out somewhere. What do you yeah. think about that? Home team? You want to go home team? I like it. We own home team. Yeah, we, we've we've only so we've only ever lost at home team. But 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 in our defense, we tried to change it up against uh, a, and against um, and lost against Alabama. Yeah, we so, went to Thirsty Fellow for that. But we're gonna do a watch party. Come on out at the bar area home team. And we'll watch that LSU game. I have no idea what what we mean when we say watch party. It might just be you and me out there watching the basketball game. But uh, Bryce and I will be at home team. We'll be sitting in the bar area. I'm sure you'll be able to hear us. And uh, if any of you are interested, come on out to home team, and we're gonna. We'll be we'll be loud, obnoxious, and have a lot of those dry rub right, right wings for sure. Oh, oh, but two orders worth. Easy. Easy. All right. It's been a fun pod, Sumter. Big basketball week. Huge basketball week. This is this is like the week. This is like I don't I actually don't want to say it's the week because like the men can lose to Kentucky and then and then beat Missouri and be fine. Um, and and still just be fine, but like this is, it's possible we're doing two reaction podcasts this week. It's like 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 it's it's possible we beat Kentucky and you and I are like let's do a twenty minute pod, and then we epically beat LSU and we're like oh let's do another twenty minute pod. You know, like are you saying like this could be a this could be a three pod week? Is what I'm hearing. Here's this is what I'm saying. Let's make it a three-pod week, Bryce. Let's make it a three-pod week. Gamecock men's and women's basketball, you go out and do your part. Bryce and I will do our part to make it a three-pod week. We will we will do a reaction pod with the if, if we beat Kentucky, we will do another one if we beat LSU. All right. Well, hit us up on Twitter, GBO underscore pod, and then our email us if you want to meet up, GamecockBasketballOnly at gmail.com. We'll see you Thursday night at home team. Go Cox. Big week. GBO out.